Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are currently live in the breakout room. So, welcome and welcome, and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and iTunes. Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat, and stay tuned for the introduction right here, now, live in the breakout room. It's the place for health, happiness, and prosperity. Stay tuned. Okay, our special guest here on, on the breakout room is none other than Amanda Lemon. So, here's the introduction. Our next guest in the breakout room is the dynamic and engaging Amanda Lemon. Amanda is an Emmy Award winning TV producer, host of First Ed the Podcast, motivational speaker author and entrepreneur. She's also owner and CEO at todaysway.com, owner and CEO at didyouhear.com. This is her podcast. Amanda is always a phone call away waiting to help you for resilience and her fortune. And her engaging smile. With the same tenacity she used to cope with childhood abuse, Amanda developed the five methods featured in her memoir, The Fostered One. She now serves globally, speaking to divorcees, parents of incarcerated children, foster children, and parents and those suffering from PTSD. So, let's welcome this resilient guest now in the breakup. None other than wow i am so glad that you loved it um i took my time and thought about hey how is the best way to highlight my guest she's such a dynamic personality and yeah that's what we came up with so thank you so much for that and thank you for appearing on our show today how are you mandy how oh my are goodness you? i am so so excited to be here and so thankful and i'm going to be completely honest with you uh -huh. i have worked in tv news and broadcasting and that intro i'm like is, is, is he talking about me and then i said <laughs> okay, okay yeah 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 that's me that's me that's Thank amazing. You. That was gorgeous. Thank you so Thank much you. for that. That just inspired me and uh -huh. kind of little little fire because I'm a little <sighs> tired today, but I'm excited. Uh -huh. That was beautiful. I love yeah. I love that. I love that. Oh. And you are the one that inspired us to bring that to the fore. So kudos. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. So Amanda, what I want to do is to give you the opportunity to tell us about Amanda Lemon maybe in the time when she now began to recognize who she was wow. and that's usually between the ages of seven eight nine the basic mm -hmm. foundational ages of our adult life 
comes from that period of time. Yeah. You want to share some of that with us, please? Yes, that's a great question. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be completely transparent with you. I realize kind of the tenacity that I had. Uh -huh. I'll have to go back with this story. Yeah. Just the yeah. example. I grew up in an orphanage after a horrific situation with my, my biological family. My father killed uh -huh. my mother. Um, and I grew up in an orphanage children's home um, yeah. in Eastern Kentucky. With that mm -hmm. said, to answer your question, at, I think I'm eight years old. We're going to say eight uh -huh. years old, eight or eight, yeah. eight, nine. And there were a group of us who'd been playing outside. And I am five, two and a half now, about 135 pounds on a good day. So okay. you can imagine a seven-year-old, seven, eight-year-old me. So at the end of the day, we were playing, we were picking up these bricks. And while well, they were, I was <laughs> picking up these bricks and moving them um, to build a little fort. Well, I couldn't do that. I, I, heck, I can barely lift anything now. So the mm -hmm. children's home master that I was with at the time came out and said, hey, you did this. You need yeah. to put these all back over. Right. And I stood there thinking to myself, okay, first of all, I didn't do it. Second of all, how am I going to pick these concrete bricks up? How am I going to do it? <laughs> and she said, you're not coming inside until you do or having anything to eat. So mm. I thought, okay, it's summer. I'm hot. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. How can I do this? How can I do this? All the other children had to go inside. It's a true story. My friends will tell you this. Mm -hmm. And um, I looked at the bricks. There were about eight of them. And I thought, okay, how can I do this most efficiently? Well, mm -hmm. with that tenacity that I had, she didn't say how I had to do it. She didn't say anything. So I went and got a wheelbarrow, flipped them in there, flipped them in there, and drug it and put it in. And within 30 minutes, because she figured uh -huh. it was going to take all night, but using my brain, that yeah. outwitting. And I, she meant it for my harm. She meant okay. it for my harm at that time. Okay. She meant okay. for me to be punished for something mm -hmm. that I didn't do because she knew I couldn't do that. But right. she knew at that moment that she had me. And I'd probably be out there all night if I didn't think quickly. And I did. That yes. same tenacity that I have mm -hmm. when I was seven, eight, nine years old has is, has carried me through life. And I feel like we all have that within us. Yeah. Um, the game that you've been playing, even when you were little, you wanted to win. So what, where does that go when we become adults? Um, yes. That want to win attitude and I'm not quitting. It, it gets sucked out of us because of life circumstances, but I found mine again. And that's why we're sitting here today. Wonderful. I love that. Thanks for sharing, Manly. Now, as time grew along and, and you became a teenager and you went into adulthood, Tell us some of the pivotal moments that created the difference in your life. And then that sense of awareness became even larger for you. Just share some of those moments with us, please. I am um, a Christian and I believe in faith and, and a higher power, whether that's Allah, whoever you decide, but I believe we all have a higher power within us. And yeah. I was standing at what we call a tent revival in Eastern Kentucky, um, okay. where I'm from. And a lady walked up to me and she said, I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am, but I'm supposed to tell you this. And I'm going to cry. She said, God told me to tell you that everything uh -huh. that you've been through is for a purpose. Okay. And he told me to tell you that you will speak to millions. And here mm -hmm. I am, I'm standing in clothes that are four sizes too big because that's, you know, all we had at the orphanage. Uh -huh. I'm standing here, you know, just scared to death. And then I turned around and this one was gone. <laughs> wow. So I don't know if she, I'm getting chills. I don't know if she was an angel. But mm -hmm. she set me on that path by just saying that God had a purpose for me and for me to look for the future. So I have a Bible verse that's on my wrist, Jeremiah 29, 11, that's for I know the plans for you for your wow, future. Yes. So the moment may Amen not be right. Amen to that. Amen yeah. to that. Yes. The moment may not be right now. 
The moment mm -hmm. may not be working for you at this moment, but yes. the, the technique that you talked about, the five that I developed that's in my memoir, mm -hmm. the foster mm -hmm. one, um, yeah. it literally has been a growth process that I okay. have developed and I've always done it. I've done yeah. it when I've been able to cope with great situations. I do have post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, uh -huh. And I realized that that five technique has been within me and it was something that that I think was given probably at that moment because I knew I had a hope and a future. Okay. And um, that's where that goes. Wonderful. So far, you have been awesomely inspiring. <laughs> but, so you know, I just want to get so close to home as to mm. what your emotions were and your passion were. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that for every period of your life, there was something that you learned. Oh, yes. I want yes. you to share with us the thing that struck you the most, the, the thing that reached out to you the most in terms of what you learned that has had that impact on your life. I'm hearing the word resilience. Yes, resilience. But it I, doesn't end you. That moment, that situation, that uh -huh. is probably uh -huh. the biggest overwhelming theme throughout my life, whether it mm -hmm. is I'm recently divorced. I thought mm -hmm. it was going to end me. It didn't yeah. propel me. I yeah. thought when my mother died, because my mother, as we came up on Mother's Day, she sacrificed her life saving me. Yeah. When I thought when I lost my mom and went to the orphanage, yeah. I'm going to be trapped here for the rest of my life. No one cares. You know, I'm mm -hmm. a little black girl in mm -hmm. Eastern Kentucky. No offense. Yeah. Back in this is nothing's better back yeah. now. Yeah. Back in the yeah. day. But I'm a little black girl whose black father killed her white mother and no one wanted me. So I remember uh, sitting there being told by people in the religious community that I was going to go to hell because I was biracial. Mm. And I remember going to churches in Eastern Kentucky and being called a not so nice word with the N on yeah, front of it and yeah, asked to yeah. leave. So, mm. um, but that tenacity and overwhelming theme that has gone through my life has to hands down be, you can get through this. You can mm -hmm. get through this. And, and, and I know that seems at the moment just like I will just talk about my divorce for a second. Going through yeah. the divorce, I was uh -huh. married for 20 years in a relationship with my ex-husband, who's a great person, who's my friend to this day. But when that relationship ended, I remember standing there thinking, I have no home. I have, mm. I don't, I, I parked my car somewhere and didn't know where my car was. I didn't know where my car yeah. was because I was yeah. so lost in my mind hmm. and I had no money. And I remember thinking, this is it. I have nothing else in my life. You know, I've completed my purpose. The kids are there. The you know, I, everything is done. And then God spoke again. You're not yeah. done. Yes. You are not done. Until you take that last breath, you have a purpose on this planet. Each of us do. Each of us have a purpose. Right. Wonderful. Thank you, Mandy. Um, coming out of that, I really, I really want to know, and I'm sure that those who are listening would be interested to know as well. How did you develop the mindset that give you the tenacity that has put you here today. What triggered something in you that made you reach to that point where you said, you know what, I'm not going to let this break me, but I'm going to let help me to make me. And, and, and look at this, look at the fantastic product. What yes. was that pivoting moment like for you? Now, as you indicated, there's been several moments throughout my life, um, different stages that have mm -hmm. had pivotal um, I'm not going to lay down moments. Uh, uh -huh. One of those, as we, as you, I was a foster mother and I uh -huh. adopted a little boy and he um, was not in the best frame of mind, we'll say, and okay. shot into the wrong home and blinded a five-year-old in, wow. in a drive-by shooting. So that wow. moment 
is one of those pivotal moments where it broke me. And mm. that's when I, I remember sitting outside. I had a pool at my other home and I remember sitting outside thinking to myself, I had it all, you know, I had everything and it's lost now. Yeah. But the yeah. drive that there was something that spoke within me and I don't know if it was anger, frustration, pissed off, but it literally just blew me up. Like it made me mad. So I took that anger to be completely like just, I took the cussing and the kicking and, and I started working out and I started going to church. I started meditating. I started doing all of those things to better myself. Because if I'm not whole and I'm not healthy, I can't help anyone else. And it's been a journey. Okay, great. Listen, I just want to play something for you. And it's a very short video because I'm trying to kind of create a kind of light moment. And I want you to tell us what okay. you what you wanted to accomplish by this. It's, it's short. Uh, okay. It's, it's kind of light in humor. But I think also it's profound what you're saying. So stand hey. up. Hey, hey you. Somebody lied to you. No offense. They told you you could not have everything you want. Why? Now go get it. It's true. Wow. What? What? I mean. That was impactful. So simple, but impactful. What? What's Sorry, what's that the, makes me tear up every time I see that. Oh my goodness. But Amanda, you see, the thing is, so many people are hurting because they don't understand that the, the world, the universe, even though all men were not uh, born equal, but all men were created equal. Created. And the same level of success that other people have, you can have it too. Yes. And all is not lost. But no. we seem to forget that, you know, we are, we are here for a purpose. But how do you get people to refocus and yeah. to go back to a place where they say, you know what? I'm here because God wants me here. Therefore, there's something here for me. I'm going to get it. How do we get people back to that place? I'm going to, I, my, I got back to that place where I could make that statement and believe it after I was stripped of everything. And sometimes yeah. God has to humble us or the universe has to humble us. But yeah. since then, I have been manifesting this life. And I believe in manifestation. It's in the Bible. You know, as man thinks in his heart, so is he. And I believe that you can have the life that you want. And yes. you're creating the life that you have now. And I know that seems deep and dark. Um, yeah. you know, and, and I had someone, and I saw something, let me rephrase that. I saw someone say something the other day. So did I create my father murdering my mother? No, mm, my, my, my but maybe life. they did. Maybe they created <laughs> that. So my manifestation, mm. though, is to get out of that hole and to dig it, to dig deeper and to be able to be a blessing to someone. So my mantra has always been to use my mess for my message. And your mess, right. no matter what All it may right. be, let's say it's your divorce, your child incarcerated, mm -hmm. you, you're mm -hmm. literally your dog. You are learning something and you can teach someone else something from your yeah. mess. Okay. And that is where that comes from. So when I see okay. that post, that little that that girl was a long time coming, and I'm glad she's here. Okay, great, wonderful. Tell us a bit about your upcoming memoir. I, I know it's going to be powerful. What what are yes. we to expect? 
So you'll walk through from my childhood, from my first memory when I was about three and a half, four years old of me going sleeping in a hallway um, uh, because my aunt wouldn't let us in her house. We were homeless wow. quite a bit as, when I was wow. a child. So you'll go through that. Um, yeah. Then we'll go into the horrific night that my father brutally stabbed my mother 40 times, stabbed me 13, mm. raped me um, over and then we'll fast forward and we'll bounce back and forth. Part of this book is also about the foster children that I've encountered as a as a journalist who yeah. fell through the cracks of the system. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll talk about some of the deaths and impacts that those have had and the impact that had post traumatic stress disorder has on uh, foster children who essentially have mental illness because of just going into care. It came out yeah. today. There's a yeah. research um, epic that came out today that said foster children are twice as likely mm -hmm. and have mm -hmm. more in-depth types of mental illness than a yeah. war veteran. So wow. you can imagine seeing my mother wow. killed. So I'm kind of a crap show sometimes. So the book also talks about the triumphs in my life. My ex-husband proposed to me at the Vatican in Rome. And ah. then we lived in, yeah, so I've traveled the world. My favorite place in the world is Curacao. I haven't been to Trinidad wow. yet, but my favorite yeah. place in the world is I had a beautiful life. But okay. mental illness, alcohol, um, crime destroyed that. And now I'm rebuilding myself because I don't believe... And I talk about, again, the five, the things that I've done as, as I've rebuilt this life that I'm in. But the overall theme of that book is your mess is your message. And uh -huh. you don't have to just lay down and let someone continually hurt you. Yes. Whether Powerful. Powerful. Thank you for sharing. Um, May is supposed to be National Foster Care Month. Yes. And ironically, it's also the month where I believe on Sunday we'll have a, a celebration of Mother's Day. Yes. How is it for you emotionally, having come from those traumatic situations and having to deal with your own family, uh, but you can't pay that tribute to your mom because she's not here? How do you balance those feelings? Um, Mother's Day is, oh, has always... <laughs> So you're making me cry. <laughs> mothers it's all right. It's all right. Very, very hard for me and for everyone, for mothers of infertility, for mothers of um, children who are incarcerated and for essentially if you've lost your parent. But for me this year, it's going to be even doubly hard because my I'm here in Florida. My mother is gone. And the short answer of that is I just honor her on that day by doing things that, um, she loved me so intently. She gave her life for me and greater love uh -huh. has no man. So on that day, I just um, honor her by taking care of my health and wellness and by, you know, I usually buy something that I would have bought for her for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. she she would have wanted that for me. She wouldn't want me to sit here. My mother was tenacious. She fought when you, if the autopsy report on my mother was, I'll just be, it's very graphic, but we're, she was gutted. Like the knife was taken down her chest and somehow the wherewithal and the love of a mother she pushed me out on a second story roof and used her body yeah. to shield me yeah. and save me and my wow. mind I, I truly believe that I have so much of my tenacity and my mm -hmm. um, push forward because I yeah. can think back in my mind if my mom was being murdered I can get through this she said I, I, I have dedicated my book to my mother yeah. okay Great. Wonderful.
Mandy, here's the thing. One of the main reasons why I asked you that question, and I knew it was going to be emotional for you, is that people have been through similar situations. And they came out very skated, very hurt, very scarred and bitter and have not been able to overcome. But you are a model of consistency as far as recovery, resilience and strength are concerned. And I think that they need to hear how you did it, how you heal. I mean, the process is continuing. I know it's it's never over because, you know, it, it would seem like fresh in your mind, in your memory. But at the end of the day, you look forward to so many wonderful things in your life and people need to know that they need to feel that they need to hear it from somebody who's been there done that and your story is so powerful we appreciate you we love you thank you thank you so much my resilience my resilience comes from literally take it five seconds and while you're in that five seconds Uh while the crap is happening for Uh that five seconds yeah make it in know where you are and then there's something i Find the five good things in that room. Okay, the lights are on. The computer's uh-huh. working. I have water sitting beside me. And that will change. I study vibrations. It will change your vibration. Five seconds. That's all I'm asking yeah. you for is yeah. five seconds. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mandy. That is powerful stuff. So on that note, people, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. Our special guest live in the breakout room, Amanda Lemon. And she's sharing some beautiful, inspirational, valuable stuff with us. So stand by as we go on this commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with you shortly. FindRadioGuest.com The place to click to find guests to interview for free. And if you're a radio show booker, podcaster, talk show host, or television producer, then this is the place to get podcasts and radio interviews or promote your books and products as a guest expert sponsor. FindRadioGuest.com. Check it out. Hi, people. This is a special invitation for you to join our community. Yes, we're inviting you to join our community for 2022. What's in store? Well, what we want is your feedback on our content and our guests but more so on what you need to be inspired and transformed from your current condition to one of happiness, health, and prosperity. So drop us a line and reach out. Help us to better help you achieve your goals. So people, inbox me at www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash. That's www.facebook.com slash MD Dreamer slash or send me an email at lovebitsa at gmail.com. That's lovebitsa at gmail.com. We love hearing from you as we build our partnership in growth and development, and we look forward to your communicating. Help us to help you to live a better life in personal growth and development from Andy's personal development. We love you. Look forward to hearing from you. See you soon. Bye for now. Okay, we are back with Mandy Lamont in the breakout room on the Love Bits A channel. This is Andy, your agent for health, happiness, and prosperity. Mandy, we have been told and we have been taught that only people who have been through 
wars and, and situations similar to wars suffer from PTSD, but now we know that's not true. How can we help people to recognize the signs and symptoms of PTSD? What can we ask them to be aware of and to look for? I love that question. I love that. Um, I was misdiagnosed as having a severe mental illness of bipolar disorder until I mm -hmm. found the right therapist and it truly okay. was post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. um, so I was on a plethora of medications that I did not need to be on because I went, I didn't, I didn't value myself enough to research and not yeah. everything on the internet is true. Let me clarify that. But I didn't right. value myself enough to understand that my symptoms were not bipolar disorder. They were from a Fantastic childhood, uh -huh. some bad things that happen as an adult. So as for the signs, one of the biggest signs is you almost have an out-of-body experience mm -hmm. when something terrible happens. And that can be, or even something simple as hearing a loud sound yeah. can yeah. make you hyper aware. Yeah. That is one of the biggest signs. And then one of the next things that I noticed in myself is I wouldn't remember what had happened to me or what I'd said or what I'd done, you know, in a simple, in a situation where I'd gotten into a heated argument with, with my ex-husband, I wouldn't remember that. He'd say, well, you said this. And I'm like, well, who, well, I didn't say that. Oh, because oh. the post-traumatic stress disorder, I was in fight or flight for so long yeah, that it literally, yeah. my body, if you've not read The Body Keeps the Score, that's a great book. My body okay. was keeping the score. And at the time of this I, I went from about 92 pounds to over 275 pounds. If you can believe that, you can look back mm, at me. Wow, wow. My body was keeping so much trauma and it wasn't what I was eating. The, I'm eating the same thing I am now, but mm -hmm. my body was keeping so much trauma in it that it was protecting itself. So your body does keep a score. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I say advocate for yourself. If someone says that you will have a mate, Think about your childhood. Sit down, and yeah. I hate to say this, but go yeah. through things. You're like, okay, this was not okay. Um, me being molested as a child, me being physically and mentally abused. Those things that trigger um, moments in my life where I am either hyper emotional or hyper, I want to kick somebody's booty. You know, so those are the usually you have those two highs or or those two lows. Wow, amazing! And I'm learning so much. Thank you for sharing, Mandy. <laughs> Uh, on, on a lighter note, um, you were an Emmy award-winning TV producer. Yes. How did you accomplish that? And what was that experience like for you? You notice I just sat back and took a deep breath, didn't you? Yes, I did. I <laughs> so did. My Emmy is a part of a team, Emmy. I want to make sure that everyone knows that that's very clear. We are, we put this together, a newscast. We had a horrific tornado come uh -huh. through Lexington, Kentucky. And it was a Category 5. And it wow. wiped out homes. It was part of... It, it was... I... I remember that I'm getting chills telling you. I remember that night thinking, okay, this is not gonna be okay. Luckily, no one died. I can't, we couldn't believe it. My neighborhood, I would walk out the door and it was be would be decimated. But mm -hmm. I loved being a TV producer and I love being a TV reporter. The camaraderie that comes with yeah. telling someone's story. And I've had someone say I'm a good storyteller. Well, that's innate in me. That's just who I am. I okay. love to tell stories and I love to hear other people's stories. I will sit and listen to you talk for hours on end. I meet people in the grocery store and tell them my whole life. <laughs> uh, okay. so, but honestly, uh, my favorite, that, that broadcast was just scary. And then after September 11th happened over here, I was out for three days as a TV reporter. Well, I, you know, I slept out intermittently, yeah, intermittently, yeah. but yeah. Um, 
yeah, I, I that was a good time. Good time in my life. Wow, wonderful. Thanks for sharing. What do you see your role is in the future going forward in terms of how you want to continue to impact positively on the lives of people? Is there something specific that you have in mind or are you just going to go with the flow now? No. Or are you going to just wait till it comes and then it's a reactionary something? How do you deal with your future plans? My future plans are continuing to uh, make appearances with you guys. I do uh -huh. motivational speaking. I think we're going to give my information in a little bit. So when I do travel, yeah. I do have a passport. So I do motivational speaking about the turning your mess into your message. Um, yeah. In addition to that, as an advocate for foster children who age out, when I left foster care at the age of 18, I went to college with five American dollars. And, oh. I, and that was it. Five wow. American dollars. And I... There has to be, for my advocacy, what I'm going to work with and continue working on is building a bill um, that would allow foster children to be able to receive some sort of stipend um, uh -huh. nationally or even globally as they age out. Because once I went to college, you know, everyone says, oh, you're going to get free college. Well, who was going to buy my clothes? Who was going to pay <laughs> for me to go to McDonald's to be with my friend? I had yeah. no money. I had nothing. And there, that we, the aging out is going to be even greater because we had such a loss of people um, who had COVID, and that has created a large gap of children who are in foster care. So yeah, that yeah. is absolutely forefront to my to my core is to make sure that foster children, even if you don't have, and we're not talking millions of dollars to one child, mm -hmm. but we're talking about being able to make sure this child can eat. Yeah, yeah, and yes, yeah, I know the, yeah. the cafeteria food. Well, they can eat cafeteria food. Why don't I deserve to be able to go to Applebee's? Mm, so, you know, I I've already suffered enough. Let me give me, you know, give me a hundred dollars a week so I can at least enjoy college the way that I can way that my see this frustrates me. I get so that fires me up. You want to fire I hear, me? I hear the passion. Okay. I hear the passion. Understood. That is my passion. Um expecting foster children who are leaving and they're leaving in trash bags and in grocery bags and sending me off to college. And what am I, you know, what am I going to eat? What am yeah, I going to do? Yeah, and that's, yeah. yeah, that's something that's very, very, very passionate. Wow. I, I appreciate your passion. And I, I you know, I'm, <laughs> wow. it <makes> me <laughs> <laughs> it's so real. It's so real. Thank you so much, Mandy, yes. for sharing. Um, I'm trying to figure out, and I, I think I have a sense of understanding, but would like to hear it from you. What is your big why? What keeps you getting up in the morning and then triggers you out through the day? What is that big aha thing for you? My why changes daily. And I'm going to uh -huh. be, that, that's, 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 I'm going to go long and short. So my yeah. why changes daily. My why currently, my big why yeah. is because I don't want another little girl another little girl to go to college mm. and stand in her dorm room with a pack of bologna and $5 and make bad decisions. Wow. I, don't want, I don't want a little boy mm -hmm. to go to college or not know he can't go to college because he doesn't have money. At least in the States, most foster parents receive some sort of stipend for having those children in their home. Yeah. I am advocating for us to put a percentage of that money if we mm -hmm. can't get the government to give us mm -hmm. as foster children money to go forth into college. I'm advocating and asking foster parents set up that yeah. 
savings account so that when, you know, little the, the next little Amanda goes to college, she's not, she can buy a car, she can go to dinner, she can get her hair done, she can get her nails done so that she can, you know, we're in a modern world. I mean, girls want to look cute, guys want to go to a basketball game. What if I wanted yeah, to go yeah. to a basketball game there on campus? That costs mm. money. You know, what if I wanted a, a soda, a bottle of water? You know, those, those, it's the read, the concept that we are sending someone who has no family to a, to college or out into yeah. the world with nothing would you would you you don't even do that with your pets yeah yeah we make yeah. sure our pets are either and i don't want to we're, we're either we make sure they go to good homes and have fences mm-hmm. and we're sending our foster children out into the world without a place to sleep that's yeah am i not yeah. good enough because i didn't, mm. I didn't put me here i didn't put me in foster care i circumstance dead and yeah. now you're asking me to there, and there has to be mental health um, availability to those foster children as well, up to a certain age, because as I, the statistics show, it is, it's devastating. It's it's paramount that we also educate them because, and I'm only, it's passion for me on this. Yeah, yeah. Foster children are are one in four people incarcerated. So think about four wow. people, if wow. they're children, yeah. one in four, they're a yeah. former foster child and they've gone yeah. to, and they've been incarcerated out of foster care within 24 months, within two <laughs> years. Mm. Sad. It's, it's so sad. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a breather. <laughs> That is so, I mean, listen, it's, it's really sad. It's, it's horrible, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like you said before, there is so much more that we can look forward to. And you, you you spoke about the five second things. Yes. Uh, What is your biggest message to the world, Mandy? If you had a stage to stand up and the whole world is listening, what is the one thing that you need to get off your chest, off your heart that you need to say to them? Your mess does not define you. Your mess is your message. I would love to share with folks and to continue and to be on a worldwide stage where people realize that I could have died at seven. Mm -hmm. I could have lost my mind. I -hmm. could have killed myself, but there is something within you and you know what it is and you've seen it. And there's that spark, that one thing that brings you happiness. If you have to do that every damn day until you can find who you are, then do it. Whether it's yeah. walking your dog, cooking, yeah. whatever. My message on my grand stage is I was a mess. Yes. I'm turning it into a message because I okay. know someone will be able to take something, the five, someone uh-huh. will be able to take something and realize, okay, she got through it. I can get uh-huh. through this. Because uh-huh. we're, a, we're, a, we're a pack, whether yes. we want to admit it or not. We're all yes. separated by one thing. And we're okay. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks for sharing, Mandy. Uh, Tell me something in terms of the work that you do, uh, podcasting and so on, mm-hmm. how have you been able to merge that with any programs that the states are having? Have they been partnering with you in terms of dealing Not with Not at people? the moment. No. no, no. I have a one of the largest foster advocates, Dr. John. We can just call him Dr. John Foster is what we call him. Okay. Um, okay. He, is a, he, is a, he is a foster care advocate and speaks internationally, globally, and stateside uh-huh. and has been absolute. He's asked me to help kind of push him and work alongside with him. Right. Um, the amount of children who are in foster care. If I'm not mistaken, in the United States, there's over a million children in foster care. Okay. A million. Okay. Think about that. Think about that. Little people okay. in foster care. 
And um, I think the advocacy that I will continue to pursuing and to doing is to work with those advocates through my podcast and through my book and through making appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds enterprising. Okay, so you were staffing manager at Randstad USA. Yes. You still uh-huh. are now? No, I'm not. No, I'm literally just doing this. God has been so good to me that uh-huh. this has turned into essentially my career of podcasting and uh-huh. writing my book. And and uh, I'll be completely, yeah, just this has turned into my job. So I'm wow. very thankful. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes. Okay, great. Uh, you are also a first appearance at SAFY of America. Exactly. Tell us a bit about that. So my foster children, um, our oldest son came mm-hmm. from SAFI, which is the Special uh, Needs Advocate um, in Kentucky. Okay. And they, if I'm not mistaken, they are they are, they do have other uh, entities throughout the U.S. But as right. for what we did, is we just adopted our little guy Michael, who is now 19 and unfortunately is incarcerated. So oh, okay. um, he is a gener and he is one of those children who was a generational curse, if you will, mm-hmm. of foster care. His mm-hmm. mother was in foster care. Other mm-hmm. members of her family had been in foster care. So there's yeah. that generational curse that we, if maybe we had been able to give his birth mother a uh-huh. little bit of a stipend so that she could take care of him even better or that she, and I'm not talking about welfare, I'm talking about maybe helping specifically foster yeah. children with education, home. I mean, all the basic necessities. At 18, you kick me out and I, I have a, a trash bag with my clothes in it. <laughs> wow. Can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, I, like I'm trash. I mean, essentially, yeah, that's what it boils yeah. down to is you sent me away like I was yeah. trash yeah. with a trash bag with my clothes on it and $5. Like I was, yeah. Wow. Sad. It's really real. sad. Listen, there's so much happening in the world. And sometimes I, I, I kind of feel that we have failed ourselves yes. as people. Yes. You know, because we have allowed so much foolishness to take place and we have allowed the leaders to get away with so much foolishness. But uh, putting that aside, what is the one thing that you wish you could eliminate in this world that it never existed? Cancer. Cancer. Wow. Yeah, my best friend. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Her mom, who's like my mom. Mm-hmm. She... um. Goodness, she has um, she has cancer, and she is just as tenacious. And I ask her, we call her Kathy, and she will. She's still working, and um, but just to see her hurting from that, because she is so good to me, and that whole family just loves wow. me dearly. And I just wow. and my best friend, she also had breast cancer, and then my um, my family that I had, my uh, brother, I'll call him my brother, his wife passed of of cancer and it's just a horrific disease. And um, yeah, I would eradicate that tomorrow. Wow. It's all right. I don't like that. (laughs) It's all right, Amanda. Listen, it's better for the tears to flow where you can wipe them away on the outside mm. than for wow. it to flow on the inside and make yes. scars that could come back to hurt you later. It's mm-hmm. refreshing when you cry. It's it's a form of release. It's healing. For, it heals you. That's right. It that's right. You. So it's all good. And you are all good. As a matter of fact, we are all good. <laughs> yeah. All of us. All we are of us. all good. So you have been hearing from Amanda LeMond. Emmy Award TV winning producer, host of Foster Ed, the podcast, motivational speaker, author, 
and entrepreneur telling us her fantastic, wonderful, inspirational, and passionate story. We're going to give her now some time to just share her handles, uh, social media links, what she does, how she can inspire you, how you can uh, access a service and her upcoming memoir. So I'm going to stay in the background for a little bit, Mandy. It's all up to you. Hi, guys. The easiest way to reach me, should you like for me to appear on your podcast or um, even do public speaking, have passport, will travel. Um, uh, my name, Amanda Lemond, it has a D on the end of it, dot com. There's a link there that you can access my calendar or you can follow me on social media, Twitter at Mandy Lemon, on Instagram, Mandy.Lemon, or on LinkedIn at Mandy Lemon as well. So that's it. And, and my phone number, I want to give it to you, is 859-619-7575. If you ever are in a position where you feel like you're going to harm yourself or you just don't know what to do, as long as it's not a long distance call, I will take it. Um, so I will, I, I'm here. I'm here to help. Thank you so much, Mandy. You are a wonderful breath of fresh air. <laughs> And um, I continue to be inspired by your story and by the passionate way in which you deliver truth. And you are not afraid of the realities that exist in your life. And that, I think, is something that makes you really special, resilient, and centered. So we hope that you continue doing what you're doing and that all the plans that you have for your future be aligned with that which God has for you and you continue to be successful. This is Andy of Andy's Personal Development and we are live in the breakout room on the Love Bits A channel saying thank you so much for spending the time that you have spent with us. We hope that you continue to look for the three watchwords, health, happiness, and prosperity. In the meantime, please take care of yourselves, share some love. Until then, we say so long, Godspeed, Shalom, Namaste. Bye for now.